hope you can hear the water. That is the, uh, I'm sitting by the shore of Lake St. Louis in Lachine, my hometown. I call it my hometown, but I call Valleyfield my hometown. I probably call Montreal my hometown, so uh, I moved a little bit. Montreal for university days and, you know, the time of Expo, which I talked about, raved about. Uh, Lachine for high school, elementary school, from grade five on. And where our family home always was. And Valleyfield for the first seven years of my life. It's a beautiful day. And it's always nice to come back here for a visit. I'm with uh, John, if, you know, I don't know what I've already said, but we just left uh, the Laurentians this morning, drove down and uh, came straight to the motel, not ready to take us in our hotel. So we'll check in later this afternoon for a change of clothes and a shower. But meanwhile, took John around to my old elementary school, Meadowbrook, and old high school, Lachine High, now Lakeshore Academy. And we are now at uh, the foot of 45th Avenue, where we used to have the shops. The West End Grocery is still there, where we bought our beer. But uh, most of the rest has uh, changed considerably and... Oh, drove past our old church, St. Paul's Anglican Church, the place that uh, I should be grateful for, for stopping me from going to church, because I did not like the Reverend Ben Midledge at all. And uh, that was that. Stopped going. So now I'm sitting on a little brick wall with my uh, back leaning against a lovely old tree in the shade, hearing the waves lapping up on the shore, and just uh, gazing out at... Ah, bridges in the distance, the lighthouse in Lachine, Bushy Island, Dixie Island, Dorval Island. And it, it's just a, it's always a good feeling to be back. So th- this has just been such a wonderful way to end this tour with the, uh, the party up in the Laurentians. Staying overnight, drinking more than my share of wine, believe me, with a fabulous, wonderful steak dinner. And uh, now a little bit of nostalgia. I think we're going to drive past from here. I'll take John to uh, where my grandparents lived in the apartments at the foot of 47th, 48th, and uh, Lakeshore Boulevard and uh, show off the former Bickerdike Mansion, which is now condos, and then down to the lighthouse and then into the more interesting, you know, parts of Lachine, past the old Dominion Bridge and the 6th Avenue Bridge. And uh, Rue Notre Dame, and maybe get a little lunch somewhere. Hopefully, John is hoping for smoked meat, so we'll uh, we'll shoot for that. I'm good for that, even though I had a giant one yesterday. I'm ready for another today. I uh, asked um, Michelle if she'd mind if I brought along a bottle of uh, Sylvain's homemade beer, which was delicious. We were drinking that yesterday. Merci, Sylvain. Excellent, excellent, uh, and. Uh, We'll enjoy those tonight, I think, back at the hotel. So, uh, just a little update. Just, uh, you know, it's part of a a travel log, I guess, at this point. I don't have a story to tell or anything I need to. I still really do need to work on what I'm going to uh, talk about at church this Sunday. It's now Monday. I have not prepared. And uh, that's probably the way it should be. I think, you know, I'll... I'll come up if I stumble and, and get an awkward space. 
I know enough how to recover myself and uh, maybe try and inject some meaning into the talk. That's what I would hope to do anyway. Oh boy. Not a whole lot of energy. I've just I, I spent an awful lot these past few weeks. Uh, still limping as I walk, but feeling... It's strange to say, but feeling on a higher plane. Feeling I am... I don't know. Tuned in like, you know, I'm always talking. You know the deal. You know, get up to that next level. And... Uh, I feel I'm there. I'm not saying I'm not going to do stupid things. I'm not going to saying I'm not saying I'm not going to go back and go in circles and downward spirals and get depressed and all the other shit that we do. But for the time being, for now, I'm feeling very, very good about my life, who I am, what I've done, what I'm doing, what I plan to do, uh, and just a lot more comfortable about everything than. Uh, Perhaps I was before. Maybe it's just been sort of a, a readjustment, a realignment of some kind. And uh, all I hope is that next there'll be a, a realignment of my body and it will work properly again. But at the same time, I'm sometimes wondering if this pain that I'm going through every day is actually one of the reasons why I'm seeing things from a, a better, brighter, higher perspective. I don't know. I would not like to think that's the uh, that's the condition that comes with it, but we'll see. Anyway, enough dwelling on myself, enough navel gazing. It's uh, I'm, I'm wanting John to enjoy this time. He's wandering off and around with his camera. There is a lot to see here, and uh, I think what's important for me now is that John has a nice day in Lachine and. Uh, this is part of the deal, and I know that sounds awfully. I suppose it is self-serving on one level, but it's what I can do. It's my hometown. I know there are places to see here, and it's my duty and my pleasure to get John to the Lachine Canal as well and uh, show him things that I think he will find interesting. We'll, we'll soon pass away from uh, my old memories of school and so on and move in just to the historic Lachine that... Uh, which to him will be of much more interest, I think. So, Ken, signing off, and uh, back in a little while. Sont montés 
sont montés Et du plaisir ils sont donnés Bing sur la ring, laissez passer les rapsman Bing sur la ring, bing bang Dans les chantiers sont arrivés Dans les chantiers sont arrivés Des manches de hache ont fabriqué Bing sur la ring, laissez passer les rapsman Chacun chez eux sont retournés Bing sur la ring, laissez passer les rapsman Bing sur la ring, bing bang Leurs femmes blondes ont embrassé Leurs femmes blondes ont embrassé Tous très contents de se retrouver Bing sur la ring, laissez passer les rapsman Bing sur la ring, bing bang Like this might turn into a bit of a travel log. We've uh, moved down along the uh, Bordelac, the Lakeshore Boulevard, to the um, lighthouse machine, the spot that's been photographed a gillion times. And I just took a really nice shot of John, like in the distance of just the lighthouse, a little bit of reflection in the water, and uh, John Meadows with his. Uh, large camera, or mid-sized camera, taking photographs. We've parked here. It's just another lovely little spot in the machine right by the water. I'm facing a boat launch where it's just so easily accessible. You just drive your car in and back your trailer up into the water, and there you are in Lake St. Louis, and uh, you can cruise along the Lachine Canal see freighters in the distance going through the channel of the uh, St. Lawrence Seaway. It's <clears throat> so... I'm going to say exciting. I, I don't know. Is exciting the right word? It's nostalgic. It's it's just a feel-good for me. And I guess that's just, again, you know, you, you're coming home. And yet, when I lived in Lachine, I, there was a, a sense of detachment. Maybe that was just the teenager part of me, like, the last place I ever want to live is in a suburb like Lachine, and there I am in Scarborough. But uh, it was a pretty good place to grow up in. Well, we, were, uh, we were lucky. I was pointing out the various other spots, long since gone, that uh, used to be there part, during my childhood, and... And the places that are still here, which is really amazing. There's, right behind me, there's a Dairy Queen. Uh, it's been there forever. There's a historic plaque for what was uh, Fort Roland, uh, built in 1670. And I'm guessing that was probably after the Lachine Massacre. It was somewhere on this site, and they've just sort of put a few stones together and erected a little triangular monument to look like a mini fort. I haven't come across any of the plaques of Lachine Massacre, but uh, I can assure you when I do, I will read them to you, as I have done on Dixon Jane's podcasts in the past. So there is a certain amount of uh, repetition here, and um, I'm okay with that because I forget, and I know you forget, and 
revisiting is always a new experience. So I'll probably keep this clip short. It's just, again, we're going to follow the lakeshore until we get all the way to 6th Avenue where they have that interesting bridge and and then uh, maybe look for something to eat. Oh, there goes John. Over here, John. Just waving. All right, ending there, and uh, get back to you real soon with another clip. Bye for now. sound of rain on the roof of a car windshield wiper going um could be stopped but I don't mind hearing it in the background sitting in a little rented Toyota outside a place in uh let's see are we in Point Claire now I guess Point Claire we uh passed the old Pioneer Hotel which might have been the Point Claire Hotel at one time which featured the pig parade and here we are outside a place that's a beautiful gray stone, lovely building. I don't remember the name. I don't remember the purpose. But what I remember is coming here with my father uh, to take pictures. Him with his probably fancy P-51 
Pentax with a long lens, and what camera would I have had? My Leica was already stolen. Uh, perhaps another, you know, I probably had an SLR. Maybe I'd come back from Japan, but for some reason, my father and I came to this place. And where would we have been living? Well, I guess he was living in Lachine. Maybe it's much earlier than I thought then, or... Yeah, yeah, because they moved, when I moved back to Canada in 1987, 87, um, the parents had already sold and moved to Ottawa. Anyway, forgive me for going on about dates. There's nothing more boring than somebody on the podcast going on trying to remember a fact which really doesn't make or break the story. The point was... It's a fond memory of my father standing together in the snow, in the cold, taking photographs together. Something showing we began to get closer together when he was older. and Not that we were so separably far apart. I make it sound that way, but... It's just a memory. We're, we're driving through Ghostland. This is a tour I'm doing with uh, John Meadows, who's sitting beside me. I was going to ask him to get out while I recorded, and John said something about the rain out there, and that was that. A nostalgia tour. John is here. We had that wonderful weekend you've just heard about, and now we're in the Dorval end of the tour. And uh, this uh, this morning and into the afternoon, we had a little tour of Lachine along Notre Dame, along the Lakeshore Boulevard, and stopped at various sites, John taking pictures. Quite a few. It was a successful day, wasn't it, John? Very much so. Very successful. The more I reflect back on it now, it's, uh, it's looking better and better. And realized we ended up tonight, our furthest destination was uh, Big Beat Smoked Meat. Because John had bought out a smoked meat all day, and... Uh, didn't, I wasn't optimistic about finding it in the sheen, and by a series of circumstances, we ended up at Big Pete's enjoying a delicious smoked meat sandwich. God, 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 this is boring. What's the matter with me, John? This is just bloody awful. Re- relating events, but without being focused, without really having a point. Just. Uh, I think I just simply want to come in. I, I guess it's a nostalgia tour. I've been, John and I have been talking, you know, uh, trying to have good conversations. I think we are. It's, it's been a marvelous weekend. And what's the topic, John? Sum up. Sum up what's, what's important. Uh, I know that's a heavy-duty question to lay on somebody like that. But just, uh, I, I think it's, it's, re- it's been a weekend of reconnections. Because it's your hometown, so you've been reconnecting. Like every building we stopped at today yeah. in Lachine, like whether it's a school or your grandmother's apartment building yes. or your family's, as you're reconnecting yes. with aspects of childhood. For me, like I, again, you know, it's I haven't lived in Montreal since 1968. In a sense, it's been exploring the idea of reconnection, but I'm finding that it's I'm not tying into Montreal as much as I used to. But then on the weekend, meeting up with social media friends again that we had seen for for quite some time. And there's reconnections there. Like, here's, here's, here's someone who hasn't seen us for two years, except on social media, inviting us into her home. Like, there's an interesting trust there. And the re, I think the reconnections that happened at that, at that meetup 
sort of sort of short yes. trust paid off. Yeah, and and it was a real nice reconnection of the five of us, five people who we we've we've never been in that congregation before. We've never no. been in that formation. The five of us sitting in the gazebo, drinking beer, and uh, all the you know. Basically, you're to thank for that whole thing because you set up. You you had the idea. You needed a holiday. You knew uh, she would be a lovely person to photograph, mm-hmm. and you put something in place. And then gradually, even through misunderstandings yes, and social media, but times and days and ways of getting up, we had a lot of sorting out to do. Yeah, there were and, some- and in fact, there were even contradictions. But we never got into a fight over it. No, like I think you and I have a trust between us, which is an important one. Uh, and but I think we're still working on our relationship. Like, I'm finding I'm having to scold you a lot. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, I, I know it's hard for you to be with someone who's so unremittingly nice. Yes. That is a, is a challenge to be in the presence well, of Well, no, come on now. If you put yourself against no. Brian, Brian is about as nice as him. Yes, Brian is, true. you know, on the nice scale, I'm sorry, you're closer to me than to Brian. <laughs> Fair, um, true enough. But, is that a horn right here? No, just one of my phones. Oh. No. So anyway, at, uh, yeah, a weekend. You know, when you said that, when you talked about the reconnections and the purpose of being here and my visiting, as you mentioned the places, I was getting the picture. I was going back. I said, "Yeah." So I did go to my grandmother's house, and I started to cry. I mean, I, I would, you know, I don't. The tears don't come; they don't fall. But I just, I, I swelled up. I welled up, and it was, it was kind of lovely to think, "Yeah, my grandmother. Yeah, my grandfather. Our home." But all ghosts, right? Like all history, it, all exactly, gone, yeah. everything. It's just, remember, even you is trying yeah. to go further back in time to find yeah. that, that house on well, the lake yeah, shore. The, I forget what the saying comes from, that old saying, you know, you can't go home again. Yes, yeah, well, that's Thomas Wolfe. That's yeah, the name okay. of his book. You like, can't go home again. Because home is not just a place. Home is a place and a time. You know, I don't and think I've ever finished... I don't think I've ever finished that book, and, uh, and that sounds like one I should... It. And it, it influenced Jack Kerouac, mm-hmm. right? Thomas Wolfe, you can't go home again. It, and I, and I, it is true. So, But I guess what I was wondering, well, okay, well, what, what does it mean? What do I get from that? I had that emotional welling up. Because I did touch on my grandmother, both grandmothers. There was so much of my history on that drive there. Yeah. And, and really, there was a lot of the life. And even down to this, the, you know, the later years, St. Anne de Bellevue, the college, going out there, getting high, it's, it's and like doing seeing, it again. And it seemed like the, you know, the physical locations are like they're reinforcing the memory. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, well, like, they certainly like re- Recharging a memory yeah. battery. Yeah. It's, it's, more, it's more real than a photograph, for sure. Yes. It's different. Well, we can... Um, well, of course, if we're going to continue on our way, we won't talk anymore. And I, maybe you have something else to add, something else to throw in there. And I'm happy to hear you talk about anything, but I don't want to put you on the spot. So if this show is baby salad, does that mean I'm Ooh. spot? Hmm. Am I spot the dog? You know, I kind of like that. You could be a regular guest on here, spot, you know. And okay, <laughs> and well, not, You're not going to get on every show with no. spot, but yeah, 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 you get it. Yeah, you, that's, that's you, you got it. A, that was a bit rough, spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's quite funny. Who would I get for a puff? <laughs> but uh, Puff the cat? It is. Puff was the cat. Well, yeah. you provide the puff. I provide the puff? I thought I was Baby Sally. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, but baby, baby Sally, he doesn't mind a puff every now and then. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, oh, That's I didn't I get thought. it. I didn't get it. The, the, and I just had it, too. The, the penny drops. I feel, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's perfect. That's perfect. Hey. That's perfect. And what I'm so pleased about right now is for nostalgia's sake, I stopped, I knew enough to have a token in St. Annabelle, you know, that, yeah. that uh, Abbott's, what, Abbott's College or Abbott College, whatever it was called. And where Rod went, my sister went. Yes, I even touched on my sister going there, right? Mm-hmm. For teachers' college, a big deal, off to college. Touched on the cottage. And, but uh, that just sort of, that little bit added an extra little dimension to me tonight, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad of that. But that is hilariously funny <laughs> and perfect. Yeah, Papa doesn't exist in the animal. Just there it is, that, that thing. But, you know, I, when I was in... Here, help me. You can help me with this, maybe. Because when I was in the Grand Canyon with Harold and Chris, we were high all the time on these lovely, but a nice, a nice high, like like I am now. Um, it, in my track, stop! Oh, walking on this thing, I'm Baby Sally, and, it, and and as silly as it is, but just because Dick and Jane were the older brother and sister. Well, I yeah. have an older brother and sister, baby, and so in my real family. But the thing, the reason I stick to that is Sally wasn't defined at all. Dick, you knew the path Dick was going to take. He's going to be like his dad. He's going to have those values. He's want, going to want that car that's in the driveway. And like on, uh, you know, Father Knows Best at one of those shows. And Jane is going to go and do the girl thing. She'll there's there's no, mention, no mention of women's lib or anything. But Sally was undefined. And my claim is that Sally was defined largely, in large part, by the Vietnam War. Yeah. When the Vietnam War, which sort of gave rise to that counterculture yeah. move and, and made it swell up. And uh, just with the... There is still that beat connection of opening the doors down yeah, and just you know. doing it something they could read the, the, to, to give the continuity to the flow. But it flourished then in yeah. the sixties. Sally would have gone to Woodstock. Yeah, this is it. These, these, are, these, are, these are naturals, and Sally did discover drugs, and and so in that sense, I and my generation, we are we are. So that's why that move that I'm trying yeah. to capture. Okay, yeah, it is Dixon James for fun. So when I do the zine, when it comes back to life, I think it'll be called Dixon James, but I think it'll be a Baby Sally production. Uh, oh, yes. Right? Well put. Yep, yep, I like that. And, and you know, I feel really good about it, because now that I've told enough people, yeah. and I'm recruiting good writers, I've got yeah. good people. Francis Wooby, there's another guy yeah. I can get to yeah, write. Yeah, I remember you mentioned it. These are all really great, intelligent, deep people, but not, not in center stage. And these are the people who, who want to, who have these talents. And it includes you. I say, you know what I mean by not yeah. center stage. Uh, who would write things that I would want to read? And it's just like podcasting. It'll weed itself out. Those who take an interest are going to say, hey, I like this. I like having it in my bathroom. I like this. There's a lot of variety in here. And those who aren't interested, good. We don't need them. Yeah. Same attitude as podcasting. Good. So you're taking the podcasting yeah. formula and you're applying it to... The zine, but what's so interesting? Of course, Dixon Jane, the Dixon Jane podcast had that twenty-year history of a zine, and so there's there's another piece of my life that I find very fulfilling. Yeah. I've kept this thing going for and recon- over thirty and years so now. Thirty-two reconnection. It's uh, it's another reconnection, and uh, it is. And uh, a year ago, I was saying, even just before I started seeing the uh, the therapist. That I was identifying more strongly with my university age self, by the self of the guy who liked, was fun going to Sir George and and walking the streets of Montreal and in the cold or whatever, and 
of the guy, and and I don't, you know, maybe for a long time I was thinking, oh, would it could have gone somewhere else and gone away or whatever. Those are also fond days to look back on that whole other identity. So there is there's a sense of of reclaiming my younger self, and I'm happy about that. I want that. You know, we do sometimes put a distance. Do you have a sense? Do you have that sense? Do you remember yourself? Was the twenties a period in your life that you liked, and and can you still uh, feel or is that guy in the in the distance? That's in the distance. See, I, I think it might be an age thing, and it might be to do with this full circle type thing. But I think in my case, it's it is more and more being comfortable, wanting to be. It may, to some degree, there's a want to be, but it's also being that way, feeling that way. Just the fact if you want something, you almost become it. Anyway, I'm getting silly here. Final thoughts, concluding thoughts. I like where we've got. We've made progress. Yeah. We've talked about the same. I, I'm jumping around topics here, but you had the the first thought was the reconnection, and then you gave another example of reconnection. But I think you, there was then you gave spot. Yeah, and puff. And puff. Very well done. So that balances that. But then, nothing. Nothing well, like ringing the last every last little piece of juice out of a metaphor. Yep. Yep. Well, they're fun to work with, you know. And yeah. that is the whole Dixon Janes thing. Yeah. It's a metaphor. Right? But I also like the way that you're like, like Dixon Janes was a uh, was a socialization manual to maintain uh, conventionality, and I like the way you subvert it. <laughs> Thank you. Boy, it took me a while to digest that one too, but it, it's true. It's true. Because I, I, I remember that's a quote I remember that there's one Dick and Jane's book that said, you know, men are doctors, women are nurses. Like, just all that bullshit. You can remember reading that or you saw that in period. Well, like, that sounds. Okay, I know where you get about to get. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just, um, we can, we can, we can yeah. pull out any time. Um, it, but it was, anyway. it was very much it was an ind- well, it was indoctrination mindset. tool. Yes, yes. So you know, that, you know yeah, like you, you know, boys and girls, you're going to not only will you learn, start learning to read, but you'll be exactly like your parents. Well, you'll be middle class citizens. Yeah, yeah, basically, this is what you have to do: and yeah. honesty, and, and and being good, and helping father, and seeing what yeah. father does. All those things. It was that little white middle class world. Yeah. And, uh, and so yes, the idea of like I, I would love to see someone write like. Take the take the style of um, uh, the, the the way they constructed the very simple sentences and all that in Dick and Jane's, but apply yeah. it to 20, 2015 realities and yeah. more complicated family structures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that you know this is Bill's mom. Bill's mom is gay, 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 yes. gay. Or something. You know, just take take that repeating structure that that word structure. And just really go shocking with it. But the thing is, it taught people to read. Yes. Everybody who started that way became literate very quickly. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it was was very good. You're you're natural. But it it is, like you say, it's it's almost Soviet in the way it's done, you know. Look at these pictures, and this is what you. But it it was a reflection of a lot of people's lives. Having grandma and grandpa on the farm, the families moved to the suburbs, it is a piece of history. Yeah, and it's it's unfair to to, to, to completely just try and yank it out of. 
Oh, totally. It's place and time it's, and judge it by today's standards. Uh, because uh, absolutely. Totally stuff, unfair. Sure there's stuff that we do today that 200 years from now, if there's still any yes. kind of civilization left, they'll look at, at us and say, you know, yes. you fucking savages. You, yes, of course. Oh, sorry. Are we allowed to swear on the show now? It's, uh, well, I guess it's happened. <laughs> I think we did turn that corner a while back. So, uh, all right. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. We'll probably uh, continue our journey and go on there more places to see and then gradually make it up. But I'm, I'm glad we stopped here because it wasn't, it was again, maybe here's, uh, I said, the, the reason for my father's ghost. And then as soon as I realized that, there was a, you got to get out the recorder. And then it went from there. It was, that's what I remember the most, because we were standing there under those, you know, on yeah. that, that balcony, and, and it was a, it was a nice time, just my dad and me off in the mm-hmm. car, and I might have even driven him, oh. I don't know about it, but just uh, there looking out, and it seemed, this was the place, I don't know if this is the way out, I guess, a way out, it has to be a loop, yeah, oh, so I can probably shut this baby off. So that usable, you think? But well, do you think I would edit that and uh, cut it out and get rid of Spot's part? Well, I like the idea of puff. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to just basically. Well, I think that's that must be an exit there because they were quite far apart because you missed the first one. And now, here's a test of your uh, directional sense. Which direction are you going to go when you get out? Well, I have to turn right. Yes. And it's the only choice I have. Yes. Because we keep going, we eventually meet up with Dorval Street and turn left. And yes. Go up Dorval. Yes. And then all the fun of the roundabout oh, and the God. tunnel. But it is, it's easier getting in because it's that first hard turn right past the train station. Yeah. All right, I think I will shut this down. And uh, the trouble is, I know when that happens, as soon as you do that, then there's always, oh, damn, there was a good line came up, you know. So maybe I'll just really leave it running in the background. Is that your stupid phone? Yes, that's my stupid phone. That takes great pictures of smoke. But you don't have any, uh, is that is that actual phone calls or just no, no that'll be tweet, like a, tweets? that'll be a Facebook notification. Yeah, so you actually and... keep the volume. See, I never put the volume on for those. Well, that's not volume, that's just, it's buzzing. I have, okay. the, I have the vibration on full. Okay, but you've got it set to vibrate yeah. or ring when you get yeah. it posted. Okay, so that's yeah. a sense. Yeah, I'd get rid of that. First thing you should do, turn off that feature. And this is this is in relation to the earlier conversation yeah, that we were having well, about needs, waiting for the uh, needs, comments to it come. It needs in. to be more selective, like maybe not for Facebook, but for let's say yeah. work emails. It should probably go off. Well, the Facebook though is what you're looking for. Is did I get a like? Did I get a like? Yeah. Did I get a like? Did I get a comment? Did I get a comment? Well, there's a beautiful line of light smoke there on the trip you can't see but yeah we, we've rounded out the day nicely starting up in the ranches and uh, ending up and now you have no tra- Montreal traffic to worry about tomorrow we're on the road out right at that place we've already yeah. let past Lachine right. so that is one of the good features we're already at the, we're on the, we're road. the west end yeah that'll save a lot of time it will and stress 
know, if you glance ahead, you can probably see some of the lights along yeah. there. Isn't that beautiful? We were driving along, of course, uh, Lake St. Louis, and we turned off. Uh, we had, did I mention we had uh, Big Pete smoked meat? I don't know if I did mention that, but uh, that's what we did tonight. Yes, of course, because I was doing the links. Now, John, you said you made a claim that you and I would not be having the conversation we are having now had you not something in yes, 1968 I a, I or something? I a part-time job um, as a, in housekeeping at a hospital in Kitchener, Waterloo in 1980. Okay, so give us the link then. Okay, so the link, this the link is because of that job, I got a job as a full-time housekeeping supervisor at a hospital in Toronto, at the Toronto Hospital. I was keeping supervisor. supervisor. Yeah, it was a oh. career that I don't think about much anymore. Well, I but, never knew uh, that. Towards the end, like in, in the role I was doing, yep. um, I got to start using a computer. Huh. And so that got me more interested in technology as a general rule, you know, I started logging yep. on, you know, got a modem from a computer, logging on to BBSs, yep. and then the internet, and then, oh. and then podcasting, and of course, that's how you and I met. Yeah. So there is the connection from getting yep. a job in 1980 as a, yep. as a part-time janitor yep. to being here, right here, right now. Yep. Yep, I see that. Yep. Clearly no argument there. And all it would take be like one break of the chain, yep. and this doesn't happen. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And yet, we are somewhere else, and at that very moment somewhere else, we're saying, hey, guess what? I know exactly why I'm here now, and it's because of this. And had that not happened, who knows? I might have been driving along the lakes or boulevard with some friend from Scarborough. Some dude from Scarborough? Yeah. Or some other dude from Scarborough. Hope this recorder's on. It looks like it is. Yep, 22 minutes. It'll be a long show. Well, if I am, you know, this could, uh, who knows what's going to be added in with this or not. I've got, I'm going to have so many clips of audio yeah. to line up and put together and splice in. I will include a lot of the music uh, that I recorded in Quebec uh, City at the Sugar Shack uh, as background because I love the sound and it was real and fun a very happy, happy time for the girls, ending the evening, licking these sticks full of uh, sugar maple candy that's been rolled in snow. Like oh, you see these yeah. girls, they bring the tray out, they yeah. pour the hot syrup onto the snow, the girls get a popsicle stick roll on it, and they, they laugh, and can I have another, and they have another, and they some of them have that. three, and, they, and that's when they're, they're, they're these cute little children again, licking yeah. on this lovely maple toffee, and meanwhile they've got shopping bags full of maple candy and maple tea and maple cookies to bring home for gifts for people. So everybody's happy at the Sugar Shack. I do have good business for I do have one memory as a child in, in Montreal and this, I was very, very young. I'm not sure which, which relative. We were at someone had, someone had a cabin somewhere mm-hmm. very close to some rapids. Mm-hmm. I'm not sh- I know there's some rapids around. Yeah. Um, and doing the thing, you know, Drawing some uh, maple sugar and, and pouring it on snow. Oh, really? And doing something. Oh. I, I probably like, would have been maybe five at the time. Well, so this would have been, you know, 1967, perhaps. 66, maybe. And where was the area again? Something near a well, rapid, you yeah, said. There, like, there were some rapids involved. Hmm. Well, 
help you there. But, yeah, and, and the thing is, I'm sure like, my sister who's also there, she's more of a family historian, she might know. Mm-hmm. But like, everyone else is probably dead. That's the thing. And, and, you know, and then the stories die because they're, you know, the retellers are forever silenced. Well, and, and yet I guess we have to... We are the first ones leaving this digital trail, right? To, the, to this extent, there have been fragmentary things before. There's a guy in uh, England yeah. who, uh, and this is maybe late 19th century, perhaps early 20th century, every year, like, I guess he's a person of some means, he had an Edison recorder. And he would record Christ, like the, the conversation, the Christmas dinner, yeah. at the table, yeah. and Good those were, and those were discovered in England a few years ago. Yeah. They've been sitting in a box in some institute, and so, but that's that's very it's news because it's very much the exception, mm-hmm. you know. And probably, there are probably cassette tapes that are you know people made and they're just sitting in a box somewhere. Yeah, I have some of those. Yeah. Um, I I recorded tapes from Nigeria and I sent them. To uh, Vancouver to friends, and they sent me some. And I guess they should be saved. It's just the value of the material is questionable, but uh, there's an nostalgia. There'll always be a nostalgic yeah. reason for things like the postcard that uh, um, she's collecting. Well, see, it, it has a certain value as a story, but it has a much different value as your story. Yes. And it seemed for so long that, like, if you look at history, you know, it's the only people you know about are the kings and the queens and the generals and... The rich people. The, the rich people. Yes. The, um, yes. the 1% of, yeah. of the day and age. But that's, again, that's just a totally natural yeah. thing. Well, what else would you expect, you know? Of course and so not. historians, you know, historians, when looking at those, you know, of those eras, when they yeah. find those little snippets of source material that actually mention the regular people yeah. at the time that stuff's like it's gold yeah indeed well we're leaving a lot they'll uh, it'll be very hard for people to figure out who we were what our values are if you just go into it and you don't have any filter and you see all the porn on the internet and all yeah. the other stuff and you think my god that's so sick who were these people and maybe you're right they, they will be looking they we're savages but there's a lot of cruelty that we're passing yeah. on and sharing it on the internet and, yeah. uh, you know we're, we're still we are still pretty well, damn primitive still, you know, the, the internet is you know a tool that makes our imperfect, imperfections scalable There's good on the internet, but boys are an awful lot of bad. Yep. And shallow, and all those things. That... And that is the message we're leaving to the future. Yeah. And the, the crap of the television shows, the yeah. quality of so many, and just aimed to aim. And the, the ones in the future will realize, oh my God, I wonder if the people who watched that realized how the others, the overlords, were trying to control them. Yeah. You know, could they not see through that? Did they not rise up and say, don't put that crap yeah, like on television? In, in like an society, to us. people say, we are, we, we are, 
they would resist and rebel yeah. against the idea of being feudal serfs. Yeah, but the question but it, is... It seems in the U.S. and yeah. Canada to some extent, it's like people are lining up to defend their right to be subjugated. Yes, that's not too much of an exaggeration. Doesn't that look lovely at night? The oh, lights yeah. on that little gazebo. Gazebo. Oh, lovely. The airplane gazebo. flying overhead or right close to Dorval. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous looking gazebo. You probably could have got a nice picture of it yeah. at night too. You with, with the proper gear. With the proper gear? Yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd get I, uh, I, I, I'd want to put for a, a proper photograph. Put a camera on a tripod. Film camera, that is. Hmm. So you got your fellow photos today? Oh yeah. Like you said. eventually get back to my dark room. A lot of film to develop. Yeah, I bet. Not much traffic out here tonight, which is nice. You're not being hounded, nobody right on your tail. Yeah. I'm not lost. Not lost? Well, follow the lake. We're in the right direction. You'll be okay. So, it seemed to me earlier on, just a few minutes ago in our conversation, there was some deep thought shared. Mm -hmm. I thought I so. Off it. Are we still live? It's, the recorder's still going. Okay. And I guess I'm, I'm doing that, you know, the devil mindset of, oh, okay, if somebody's listening to this, this is an interesting, so do we have to steer the conversation to make it interesting, yeah. or choice B, just turn it off and uh, leave it at that, and stop recording. What's your vote? Well, as long as it's recording, certain topics don't get talked about. Such as? Yeah, I know, I know. So this is the other thing about John and I. We do have personal talks. No, no, I'm not going anywhere with that. I, John, I wouldn't do that to you. Okay. I still wonder to some degree, and this is something we're still working on, how much John trusts me. I mean, I, I want 100% trust in my uh, fairness and good judgment. Well, you've already got so much shit on me that uh, I sort of have to trust you. Yeah, well. I think I've done shit trust. I, I, could, I can just be gullible sometimes. You... I could be. Can I could be, be. I've seen you be gullible, you, and I've run. You, you can play tricks on. You can play tricks on. Yes. Now, now you make it seem like it's a cruel thing to do. You're an easy target. Oh, now I can't make fun of John anymore. Make pull a trick on him. Oh, I don't. But I do. I, I do I, like I, to tease. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. You know, you'll you'll think that way for five minutes. I I <laughs> I think I have a need in me for my friends that I need. My test of friendship yeah. is how much can I tease them. I need yeah. to tease them. And if I can't, then it fails the friendship test somehow. And that's a bit weird, but I think it's because I couldn't... Maybe I couldn't be my real self in my family. Maybe that's what comes down. So somehow that connects. Yeah, well, that wasn't normal. I mean, you know, I don't think so. I think we're still a ways out. Yeah. Um, there is, so that need to tease, I think, is tied to my yeah, health. It's common to a lot of friendships. There's the yeah, thing. I guess so, eh? It's nothing unique about that. Okay. Yeah, if I start recognizing places, we've already gone past it. I don't think we should have yet. 
years. It's hard to see the lanes at this point now. It's kind of shine on the road. Yeah. Well, just try and stay in yours. Keep an eye just on that yellow one. I don't know. I can't see the name anyway. We're... Okay, Mr. Dakota expert. What is it you want? The, um, the defrost on this rental car. Oh, turn it up? Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good way to end the podcast. That howl that people are going to hold their ears and all and say, oh my God, stop it, stop it, stop it. Back in the saddle again.